to a brand new episode of Basement Talk. I am your host, Ed Burtzel, here with my co-host, Tim Brady, Brett Mayer, and of course, our producer, Matt Burtzel. Guys, what's going on? Happy Friday. How's it going, guys? Thank you for coming for episode three. Uh, let's get it going. How are we doing, everybody? Let's get it rolling. Happy New Year, everybody. You wanted to get that in? Of course. First podcast of the decade? Oh, first true. podcast of the decade. Thank you for coming. It's Wonderful. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope everybody was safe out there. Hopefully, people aren't still hungover. That would be a feat if you're still hungover. Check into a hospital. So on the show today, we got uh, some NFC playoff preview. Uh, we got some MLB free agency update. We're going to talk about, of course, the White Whale signing with the Yankees and other free agency stuff. And we're going to be talking about some Premier League. But first, let's talk about a new segment that we're going to do on the uh, on the pod. It's going to be a weekly segment, hopefully. And we'll see how well it works. This is terrible. We'll never do it again. If it's great, then we'll keep on doing it. So... Guys, in honor of our friend Jared, who is uh, who is not here, who's probably uh, sitting on his couch and eating his blow pops, we're going to be talking about deep sleepers of like the week. Damian Williams deep sleepers? Oh, no, we're not, than that? we're not talking about Damian Williams deep sleepers. We're talking about deeper than that. So We're talking like Cordero Patterson deep sleepers. We're oh, talking about Cordero oh, Patterson deep wow. sleepers. That's deep. That's fine, gentlemen. What we're, what we're talking about here is we're talking about Things that are going on in the world, whether it could be sports or whatever it may be, that aren't being talked about and that are happening, and we're going to talk about them. We're going to bring it up. So here's one. For example, my deep sleeper of the week is the 2010 decade montages that I've seen all over Twitter of things that have been that have happened from 2010 to 2019 and the things that have come out. Like I saw one of the first things that I saw this week was, do you remember, Matt, you'll remember, that little dog that you plugged your iPod into oh, yeah. that lighted up and was <laughs> dancing? We probably still have one upstairs. I forgot about them, and I was watching one of these videos, and I saw that. I, I It took me back. I was like, holy shit. So your deep sleeper is the content of these top ten. It, yes, it is, it is these montages yeah. in general. Just me watching them and saying to myself, fuck, I'm old, and I'm a decade closer to death. So, that is a great example of a deep sleeper. I have one more, but I want to put that in there just for just to give the listeners an idea of what the fuck is going on. Because this could go south real quick. I'll start off with, uh, with my deep sleeper then. Um, you're not getting drafted. All right? Everyone out there needs okay, to calm point. down. All right? Everyone out there with the memes on Twitter, we're getting drafted. We're going to war. I'm sorry. But we have a giant reserve of people in our army right now. You're not just going to get drafted. Everyone needs to relax. All right, I'm sorry. You're not getting drafted. I could expand on that further, but I'm going to choose not to. We're not going to expand on that further. I was so ready to get drafted. Like, I'm ready to go. I mean, me and the boys hitting the, hitting the draft lobby. I mean, those are great memes. You know, I love them. Trump's Keep gonna, them coming. Trump's going to see my KD and go, wow, commander. <laughs> I went 16-0 in Newtown 2025 once. They're going to look at that, and they're going to draft you right away. What hey, do you want me to go? I got yeah, two. My first one is Matthew Slater, Patriots special teamer. Today he made his fifth first team all pro as a special teamer. He's Bill Belichick's favorite player. Without a doubt. Rex Burkhead? Rex Burkhead might no. be very close to that. Nothing beats Matthew Slater. He's an eight-time pro bowler. Since 2011, he's missed it one time in 2018. I don't know why he missed it. Shouldn't have made it. Because he's such a deep sleeper, they probably forgot. They just literally forgot about him. He's also it's a true. Bart Star Award winner. Anybody know what the Bart Star Award is? I have heard of it, but I couldn't tell you what it is. It, and I quote, best exemplifies outstanding character and leadership in the home, on the field, and in the community. 
So he's a great American. And he's say. a great guy. That's Good my deep sleeper. He, so he doesn't get any appreciation. And I need to give Matthew Slater the appreciation he deserves. So it's the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, only you don't get a nice patch for it to yes, wear in your jersey. Yes, it's, okay, the, it's the Walmart version of Walter Payton Man <laughs> It's the, of the deep year. sleeper Walter Payton. It's the deep sleeper Walter Payton Man of the Year. Exactly. And second, I have Wild Boars. Hmm. You want to set for this? Mets outfielder in 2019 suffered an ankle injury due to a wild boar attack where he stepped into a hole. Watch out, folks. Wild boars are coming. They're wild boars on the loose. Apparently in uh, Flushing, Queens, there's wild boars just running everywhere. So you got to be on the lookout. Yep, so those are my two. Ed? So my second one, on top of the decade montages, is NFL mock draft season. Oh. We are here. It is time for all the fans of teams that are out of the playoffs Giants, Cowboys, I don't know what you are. You just flip-flop. Mr. Tim with the Chiefs, this doesn't apply to you. This doesn't apply to you. But now, Giants, Cowboys, any other fans can sit back. We can relax. We can enjoy the playoffs for what they are. And we can look at some mock drafts in the process and hope and dream that someone like Grant Delpit will follow the Dallas Cowboys and the Cowboys will get to take him, which would be lovely. Yes. Popular opinion. I hate mock drafts. <sighs> I hate NFL mock drafts. I hate mock drafts in general because it's so annoying when these guys just sit around. First of all, there are some guys out there who are getting paid just to do mock drafts, which is, like, ridiculous if you think about it. Like, that's such an obscure thing to do for a living. I mean, respect to them for doing what they love. I, I, won't, I won't knock them for that. But that people are paying them for that is ridiculous. And I hate the spoiler of the draft. Like, I want to go into the draft and, like, just experience it and, like, not have to know who every pick is before. It's so annoying to me. But I don't know. It could it could just be me. I just that's how I feel. No, I'm with you on that. I'm not a big fan of mock drafts myself. I remember seeing once in November that Christian Kirk was rejected to go fifth overall in the draft. He went in like the third round. Like draft talent rankings, I like that. Like that's that's different. It's you know it's a little bit of its own thing because you're not gonna predict who's going where or when they even start trying to predict who's going to trade for picks, give me a break. Like, that's just unreal. Nah, you're all crazy. I love mock drafts. No, what do you have to say about mock drafts? I, I mean, can look at about 100 of them a day, and I could just be enamored. I mean, it's, it's two different ways of looking at it. I, I see the NFL draft as like as a spectacle. It's something I want to watch and actually be entertained by. I don't want to know what's going to happen already. It's like watching spoilers well, you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen, because none of these mock drafts are ever right. But for them, when they start figuring stuff out, that they sh- like their first picks, and like the, the first through five, they can get those right a lot of the times. They do really figure out these early oh. picks like a lot. Okay, so the NFL, dra- the NFL draft is ruined for you then, because you know who's going to go one, and you know who's going to go two. Well, no, I'm going to wear a blindfold. It's going to be young. I'm just going to wear a blindfold from now until the NFL draft, and oh, I don't know okay. who anyone is. Okay. So you're just going to forget the last, like, 15 seconds of what I just said? Yeah, I have no idea what you were talking okay, about. Okay, cool. All right. Who's Joe Burrow? I have no idea. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Who's he second-round pick? Uh, he might actually be an undrafted free agent. Oh, interesting. Just you know. Doesn't really sound like a Hall of Fame quarterback to me, though. Best of luck to him. Uh, Matt, do you have a, uh, a deep sleeper? I do. This is going to be a little bit on the sentimental side, folks. Get ready. So my deep sleeper are the koalas. Right now in Australia, there is a massive, massive, massive humanitarian situation going on with over 12 million acres burnt by the wildfires going on right now. Save the koalas. Do what you got to do. Donate. My grandma has two tattoos of koalas on on her back. Really? Yeah. I am a big fan of koalas. I mean, I grew up watching Steve Irwin, so, you know, Australian nature is just right next to my heart. So, 
so then if you grew up watching Steve Irwin, what, you, what is your opinion on uh, on Rays? I, I will not be talking about Stingrays at the moment. All okay. Right? I'm okay. still trying to, to get over that one. They're okay. still canceled. Yeah, Stingrays are canceled. <laughs> I'm more of a Lieber guy. Man. But uh, no, I mean, I actually hadn't heard about that at all, which is surprising. And the koalas thing, I'm fully on board. Everyone out, I want you donating for this koala movement because we need to save them. They're fucking awesome. They're I'm gonna, mad cute. They're very cute. I'm going to be a koala in my next life. Eat, sleep, shit. That, that's that's a great life. It's a great life. I was yeah, tattooed on my grandma's back. Vegetarian. Yeah, sure. You done to be a vegetarian? Sure. What the hell? Why not? I might lose a few pounds. Matt, you should be given a Nobel Peace Prize. That was a very nice, very hey, nice you. usage of airtime. Thank Beautiful you. Sleeper. I appreciate that. That was guys. a very nice sleeper. Uh, wow, that was a very successful segment. I, 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 I appreciate that. That was. We're gonna save that one. We're gonna write that one down. Great job, gentlemen. Okay, so now let's uh, let's move on from talking about uh, koalas. Unfortunately, please do donate with your credit cards, debit cards, and Western Union checks. Or Bitcoin. Or Bitcoin. Yes, yes. I'm sure. I'm sure Australia accepts Bitcoin. I'm I'm very sure they do. Let's talk about some NFC playoffs and. Uh, we talked about AFC on the last show. Go check that show out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure to subscribe, follow, and, of course, leave a five-star review. So let's do it again. You know how we did it in the last show. We went one to six, talking about all the teams in the AFC. Now we're going to do it for the NFC. So the San Francisco 49ers, what do they have to do if they're going to come out of the NFC? Well, for me, Jimmy Garoppolo needs to keep it up. And people are always going to question Jimmy Garoppolo, given his background from the Patriots and his not-so-flashy stats, but he's not a flashy quarterback. And I think when people get over that and they realize that Jimmy Garoppolo is just a very good quarterback, he may not ever be great, he may not be an elite quarterback, but he's a very good quarterback and get the job done. He had almost 4,000 yards passing this year, 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. He's got to continue to be good against defenses that can put a ton of pressure on him. That's been sort of the biggest key that I've seen this year is that when the pass rush has been overwhelming, he has struggled a little bit, but not not a whole lot. Um, but home field advantage is going to help him for sure. And having that NFC Championship game in San Francisco, which I think they're going to get to, is going to help Jimmy Garoppolo. It's going to help the 49ers defense, which is a, a very young team in general. Um, that's probably the only concern that you might have with the 49ers is that just the inexperience of them as a team altogether. But I mean, this might be as complete of a team as you're going to get coming out of, out of a stacked NFC. I mean, also with Jimmy Garoppolo, you talk about him not being the flashy one in that offense. It's weird to think that a team that has, you know, a young stud quarterback like him who's not the flashy one, it actually is the three running backs they have and all the ways they find ways to use them and flash around with yeah. them. That's, you know, you don't see that often. It's something I would appreciate because I do like the running game that they present in the, uh, especially coming into the playoffs. Yeah, and, that, for them. and that's a credit to Kyle Shanahan and, oh, and, the, and the job that he's done. I mean, you could, I we'll have to have a conversation one day of who you would put in the elite tier of NFL coaches. I don't know if Kyle Shanahan is in there, but he at least deserves a conversation to be in that elite tier because he is just a damn good coach. And John Lynch, what they've done with that team as well. It's unbelievable. I don't think anybody would have thought the San Francisco 49ers would possibly be even in the playoff picture, let alone the number one seed in the NFC. Brett, 49ers? My my favorite thing about Kyle Shannon is that he makes watching running the football fun. There's always something going on in every play. Kyle Juszczyk coming around the side, cracking somebody, George Kittle running someone over. He just makes it so fun to watch, and you, you wouldn't think that, especially in today's NFL, the way they pass the ball so much that they just make running the football interesting and Fun to watch. Yeah, no, I really like watching that stuff. 
I mean, if you guys had to pick one out of Mostert, Brita, and Coleman, who are you riding? I think it's Matt Brita. I would say Matt Brita. Although I do love Tevin Coleman because of what I've seen from him in the past. I, I love myself some Colonel Mustard, Raheem Mostert, but Matt Breida, I think, has proven that when he is healthy, he's the best of the bunch. His career average is like five yards per carry. Slept on too, yeah. how fast he is. Yeah. He is lightning fast, and they don't they don't really talk about that too much. I would say Raheem Mostert. I'm, I'm riding the hot hand, and come playoff time, you need the guy that you are comfortable with using, and Kyle Shanahan has used Raheem Mostert in high-leverage situations when he needs a touchdown. He's going to Raheem Mostert, and he's proven t- he's proven over the last month, month and a half that he's been the go-to guy for the 49ers. He's led the backfield and carries by a sizable distance given Matt Breida's been hurt. Uh, Tevin Coleman has just not been used at all. They've really rode Raheem Mostert, and for, for me, that's the guy that I that I personally would use. So that's the 49ers. Uh, also, go ahead. talk about the run game. We have to acknowledge the fact that Jarek McKinnon's on this team. He's just... Not playing right now. He's not. He's not able to participate. Like, he may never play football again. Well, yes, but imagine to have that fourth option. I I could only imagine what they'd be doing. I mean, I don't think Kyle Shanahan could put enough running backs in the field if they had four good ones. No, no, I don't, I don't think so either. And of course, you know, you got to talk about the receivers. Emmanuel Sanders has been unreal since he's come over from the Broncos. Debo Samuel has stepped up in that time also, and of course George Kittle. I mean, I don't think that there is another tight end in football that is as good as Kittle. And that's also considering Travis Kelsey in that equation, Zach Ertz in that equation. I think Kittle I think has point. proven this year that he is just in a, in a tight end class of his own. So let's move on from the 49ers and let's talk about the Packers. And um, I hope we have the same sort of question for the Packers uh, if it revolves around Aaron Rodgers. I'm looking over your shoulder right now what you wrote. And mine says, okay, we're on the same page. Rodgers turn into the Aaron Rodgers of old. And mine is, will the real Aaron Rodgers please stay? I mean, I think the Packers better hope that the stigma of the Saints playing on the road in the cold holds true because that's definitely their key to moving on. Because you're counting out Kirk Cousins and the Vikings already? Yes. Me too. Okay. Me too. <laughs> I think we can all agree. Yeah. There's hey, not you know a chance. what? This is one of those things where we all sit here, we all laugh at the Vikings. Don't be surprised if the Vikings win this game because that's, that's no, just how no. this that's just how this works. So yeah. I would, uh does any is there any injury report on Dalvin Cook? Will he be ready to he's go? A, he's expected he to play. I don't even think he's on the injury report as of right now. Yeah, he actually said I saw an interview with him today. He said, you know, the percentage I'm at right now doesn't even matter. I could be at this percent, I could be that percent. I'm playing on this game. So I think that's a good definitely good for the Vikings, don't get me wrong. But I mean, come on, it's Drew Brees at home in the playoffs, and it's Kirk Cousins' prime time. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Now let's go back to the Packers, though. Aaron Rodgers this year, completion percentage down, percentage of touchdowns per attempt down, and total touchdowns were all down. They're all below his usual average. So it's going to be interesting to see if he turns it on in the playoffs. Maybe you can go back to Aaron Rodgers, like the playoff belt State Farm Aaron Rodgers of old. That was so long ago. That was last decade. Was it really? That was I last think it was decade. 2009, 2010. Oh my God! At this time, yeah. beginning, check? yeah, wow. it's been that long since he's really been that guy. I still think he has it in him. It's that's the one thing with Aaron Rodgers is it's been that long, but people still look at him like he is from 2010. I'm guilty of that. Don't get me wrong. I, if someone does something like that one time, as a season like that, a performance like that, it's gonna stick in my brain. I'm gonna just assume that he's like that forever. But maybe, maybe he's not. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say that Aaron Rodgers has been good 
by by any means. He's been fine. I, I don't think he's been good. I don't think he's been terrible like a lot of people think that he's been. I think a lot of people have really overreacted to Aaron Rodgers not putting up these eye-popping numbers. Is it what we're used to? No, absolutely not. Not by any means. But 4,000 yards passing, 26 touchdowns, only four interceptions. So has Rodgers been bad? No. Has he been the guy that we're used to? No. No, not by any means. He also hasn't had to be that guy. No, he hasn't had to be because Matt LaFleur has made this team a run-first team, whereas Mike McCarthy was just saying, okay, well, I'm going to call a play. Rodgers is going to change it the line of scrimmage anyway, and we're going to throw. Do you think that explains his like, demeanor on the field, that it's a run-first offense? Do you think that has something to do with his almost lack of enthusiasm? It might be, but I also, but I also think that if Rodgers didn't want it to be a run-first offense, we've seen him change it in the past where he would just change the call at the line and say, okay, you know, the hell with this. We're going to throw the ball. So I think that there's more of a togetherness, I guess, that exists between him, between the floor, where they're on the same page, at least with, okay, you're not going to have those times where you're throwing back, you know, 40 times a game, but we're going to let these guys run. We have two great running backs in Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. We're going to let these guys do the work because, I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers is is getting up there. He's 34, I believe, and Aaron Rodgers can't be taking hits. That offensive line is not good enough for Aaron Rodgers to be dropping back 40 times a game. So if you can take the pressure off of Rodgers by using the run game, getting the play action going, that's when it opens up downfield for Rodgers and the Packers to exploit other teams' defenses with that deep aerial passing game. To correct uh, our hosts here, Aaron Rodgers is 36 years old. 36? Oof. Oof. He's a very old 36. I know you see guys like Breeze and Brady. Yeah, guys like Breeze and Brady are like 40, 41. You think Aaron Rodgers is most likely not going to play until he's 41 years old. Probably not. He's many injuries. He's he's probably going to be – I expect him to be done with football within the next three years. It's not yeah. a terrible take. And I don't even know if it's because he can't play anymore. It might just be because he, he's just done playing. Like That just seems to be the way he's going right now. He gets injured, I think, once every three years he misses like, a true. decent amount yeah. of season. Uh, let me just ask you guys a quick question before we move on to the Saints. The Packers get to Miami. How? Well, I did pick them in my um, Super Bowl pool that I'm doing. So I actually do envision the Packers ending up in Miami. How are they beating the Saints? which is probably what they're going to have to do. And how are they beating the 49ers? They're going to have to channel that defense we saw them put on the field very early in the season. I mean, that's really where it started. People were talking about them like they were a top defense. And Aaron Rodgers needs to almost go Kawhi in the playoffs, the way he just seems like he didn't give it 100% all regular season and then just comes out and shows that he's the guy still. So since you, Tim, picked them in the pool, uh, I'll just stick with you on this one. Are you afraid that the Packers team that showed up in Detroit week 17 when they had all of their guys playing are you afraid that that team is going to show up potentially against the Saints specifically really that defense that defense got carved up by the Lions correct me if I'm wrong but that Detroit game was at Detroit it was at Detroit yes you know that the idea of playing it in Lambeau in the cold like that that's that's their home turf that's fair that is where they thrive and you know, Aaron Rodgers has done it in the cold. He's shown that he that's where he lives. That's fair. And I hope that he can do it for the rest of the playoffs. I'm not rooting for the Packers to win any Super Bowls. I just hope for my pool that Aaron Rodgers will get it done. I think for them to get to Miami has really nothing to do with the team 
Packers, I think it mostly has to do with the teams that they're going to play. Mm. They're going to probably get the Saints at home. Yeah. Drew Brees on the road, the Saints on the road. That's a big advantage for the Packers, as well as maybe facing a 49ers team who is not used to being in the playoffs, who's very, very young, very inexperienced team. They might be able to get one by in a big-time conference championship situation. So I think it doesn't really have to do with them. It might have to do with their opponents. Is it a big advantage, though, for the Packers at home versus the Saints on the road? I get this, the Saints' home road splits. They're clear, obvious, but... I mean, I just look at these two teams. If you pick, you're putting the Saints against the Packers against each other. I think the Saints are a better team, and it's it's just not close. Well, the Saints are a better team. I do think it's it that distance will just get shrunk by the temperature, by the home yeah, environment. Yeah, that that I that I can see. As I well think as two weeks to, um, what's it called? Prepare. To, yeah, two weeks to prepare. Yeah. For, for the Saints is going to be a big advantage. Well, that's well. All, that's actually I forgot to talk about that. The fact that they already pretty much know who they're playing or have a very good idea of who they're playing. Yeah. And they'll have that extra time to prepare and rest, and I think that's definitely a huge advantage. Speaking of the Saints, let's talk about the Saints. Um, my question is, and, and I guess you could tie this into a potential Saints-Packers uh, playoff matchup here is, and I, I won't even go over the stats. It's just not even worth it. 149 catches, uh, 1,700 yards receiving. Nine touchdowns. Who the hell is going to stop Michael Thomas? Who? Who? No, it's a great question. I mean, I think for the Saints, it's just unfortunate that their only path to the Super Bowl for them is through Lambeau if they want to get there. If they win this game, they have no choice but to play in Lambeau. And I think that's going to discredit them just because of how they're going to be forced to play. I still think the Saints are going to win. In Lambeau? Yeah, I know I was giving the point where the Packers can win because the Saints are going on the road, but I still believe the Saints will end up winning. I'm not saying my pick is a lock. I'm not trying yeah. to say that at all. I'm just saying the way I'm seeing it is that this Saints team is very good. Having them go through like a whole home stretch in the playoffs, I think we'd see a much different Saints team. And it's just the fact that they have to play that one game. I'm just curious how it's going to go for them because it's unfortunate. Well, I'll spoil the end of the segment uh, as to who wins the NFC. I have the Saints winning the NFC. I buy that. I'm not opposed to that pick at all. I yeah, just think that there is a tough road ahead of them. I just think it, com- it comes down to Breeze is more motivated than ever. I yep. think if he wins the Super Bowl this year, there's a real case that he just says, you know what, I'm done. Michael Thomas is he's the best pound-for-pound receiver in the game. I think we probably mentioned this on at least two, if not all, of the podcasts that we've done so far, and here we are mentioning it again. Mm. If it's going to be uh, Jair Alexander covering him, which it most likely will be if that's the matchup, and I get Alexander's a good young corner, but... Michael Thomas is just, he, he's a different animal. And I get Drew Brees, the issues outside Lambeau in January. I get it. Um, but for me, the Saints, the Saints are the best pound-for-pound team in, in the mm. NFC. No, I, I, would, I think I agree with that. Yeah, I think coaching experience will also come into play here. Yep. Sean yep. Payton obviously has countless of playoff experience. And Matt LaFleur, has, this is going to be his first playoff game as head coach. Yeah, yeah pending that matchup does uh, does happen, and they beat they beat the Vikings in. You go back and talking about, you know, is Kyle Shanahan in that elite crop of NFL coaches? And there's no question that Sean Payton is in oh, that conversation, no if not the best coach in the National Football League, not named Bill Belichick, of course. It's it's probably either him or it's uh, Harbaugh. Mr. Reed. Oh, man, Mr. Reed, too. Yeah, Come on. Sure. Well, what do Harbaugh and Payton have that Reed does not? Uh, and Pete Carroll too. Super Bowl win. Has Andy Reid ever been to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yes, yes, with Philadelphia. Oh, with Donovan McNabb. Yep. Ah, Donovan McNabb threw up middle of the game. 
Maybe, really? I believe that. so. Yeah. Yeah, puked right on the field in the middle of the game. With a one-leg tee up. Uh, anything else we, have to say, we need to say about the Saints? Nope, except uh, it's their destiny to make the Super Bowl. We mentioned this before. The Pope did tweet once, hashtag Saints, and the Saints logo did appear. Fuck. I forgot about that one. I mean, yeah, you might want to switch your bracket up, Tim. Oh, shit. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, we've also talked about the fact that, I mean, I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast before, but I have mentioned to you guys, I believe, that the NFL is rigging this entire thing for Drew Brees. Oh, God. I mean, the way it's been set up, the the last, what is that, the last Monday night game of the year is Drew Brees throwing the passing touchdown record. If some for some reason he decides to retire after the season, his last season is him winning the Super Bowl. I mean, I feel like the NFL does love some Drew Brees. And not to say that if he wins, the fix is in. But I just wouldn't be surprised if a fix is in. I just, it's just too easy. Like this is a storyline that they're gonna love to talk about forever. Yeah, Drew Brees is definitely ready to go. Yeah, saw a video of Drew Brees in a barber shop, in the barber's chair, stone cold face, no emotion. You think he pays for his haircuts? Uh, I would say he does not pay a dime, doing anything. I don't think he pays for anything in New Orleans. Probably not. Probably not. That city would do anything for him. I'd agree. So now let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, the hapless Philadelphia Eagles. Ugh. Who cares? Who cares? Exactly. Oh. Um, again, my question for the Eagles has been the same question I think everyone has had about them for the last three weeks. Who Who's going to emerge for the Eagles? If Zach Ertz isn't 100%, he's going to play in this game. Um Who's the second guy going to be? Boston Scott. That's who I have. It's That's going to be Boston Scott. I wrote Scott. two names, Boston Scott and Greg Ward. Greg Ward, too. I actually like some Greg Ward, but Boston Scott looks like a firecracker. I mean, the way he's yeah. running is insane. He's like, his his size, too, I think he's like 5'6", 225. Yeah, I, I put, <laughs> I put down that he's the new Darren Sproles for this team. I yeah. expect him to have a statue outside of Philadelphia Stadium by Saturday. Yeah, they could. the, the Eagles could lose this game by a million points. And I still think that Philadelphia will have a soft spot in their hearts for Boston Scott. So, I, I really think so. Most of my analysis has to do with the picks of these games and stuff like that. And I just want to point out that for the Eagles case, Russell Wilson is three out of four losses in his last four away playoff games. Yep. That's something worth noting. And that one win was a 10-9 to win against the Vikings where they scored all of their points in the fourth quarter. Wow. It's not like he's playing these great away games and... You know, this Philadelphia team, if we're talking about the home field advantage of the Packers, that, that's a hard place to play. Yeah. I, I mean, I look at Boston Scott again, Tim, as you had said, and Miles Sanders is coming to this game banged up. And if he, for some reason, can't finish this game, isn't ready to go, isn't 100%, then Boston Scott's going to have an even bigger role. And we saw it last week versus the Giants. The, the Giants just didn't have an answer. They, didn't, they did not have an answer for Boston Scott. Curious. Who... Uh, these teams are both in unfortunate running back situations right now with yeah. the loss of all of the running backs in Seattle and then, of course, with Miles Sanders being banged up. Who do you guys think is a better running back right now, Marshawn Lynch or Boston uh, Scott? I would say Boston Scott, no doubt about uh, it. Boston, not, yeah, it's Boston, Boston Scott, Scott is simply not a fossil. Yeah. No, Marshawn Lynch is a fossil. I know. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly up in the air about that. Not that it's – I don't know. I mean, I could say Marshawn, but that's just my heart. Just, yeah, my I, I think I'm thinking with my heart and not my brain and – I think it might be Boston Scott, but Marshawn Lynch, I'm still waiting for it, man. I picked the Eagles in this game. So did I. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Mr. Producer, what do you have to say? So going uh, back to our old discussion we had about Gianluigi Buffon looking like a cigarette. 
To me, Marshawn Lynch looks like a backwood. Yeah. That is a fair take. That is a fair take. Hmm. Even the frills on his head looking like the dreadlocks. The video of him sparking up the blunt with the uh, infinite flame. Can we say blunt? Is that allowed? I think we can say blunt. We can say blunt? We can certainly say blunt with Garrett Blunt. Yeah. That's a name. Continue, because I know exactly That's the epitome of... Where he's from in Oakland and just him as a person. Wait, I'm not sure we caught that. Uh, where did he spark this blunt? At the uh, Al Davis uh, Eternal Flame. Flame. Eternal Flame. Al Davis Eternal Flame. He lit a blunt in. After the supposed to be this last home happened? game. Uh, yeah. Yes, this was last year. Oh, my <laughs> God. Which was supposed to be the last home game at the Oakland Coliseum, but obviously. Oh, my God. Marshall never changed. Oh my God! When they threw the skittles in the field, did we talk about that already? Uh, I don't. We might have. I don't oh think so. Oh my God! They were throwing the skittles in the field when he scored that rushing touchdown. Electric. I love it. I hope that there's a guy on the Seattle Seahawks staff who is quote the skittle guy. I'm sure there is. I really hope that there is, and I want to meet him because this guy has probably seen some shit. I would it? bet my life that is probably an equipment manager intern or something like I that. That is nothing better to do. <laughs> But they have said, here, your job for the next seven hours is to make sure that Marshawn has the proper amount of Skittles. Oh, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the guy who's going to come out and pick up the Skittles off the field when they get thrown in the <laughs> Yes, it's called the grounds crew. Who has a special rake that scoops Skittles out of turf. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. They show videos of those people during games where they're picking them up with their bare hands. They, I think I they feel do, so bad for those people. I do, but at the same time, never stop throwing Skittles in the field in you Seattle. Could, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to sign for that job. Can I ask a quick question? Yes, please. What is everyone's favorite Skittle flavor? Red, not close. Ooh, I'm going to go with the purple one. Oh, you stole mine. I'm the a, I'm purple a, one? I don't I think like I've ever grape. had the purple one. Are oh, you the grape? It's, it's, it's brown. Yeah. It's brown. The... It looks brown, but it's purple. It's supposed to be purple. Um, is it grape? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with one that's actually a little bit different because Red stole mine, but this is a little throwback. The Lime Skittle. Fucker, that was oh, mine. That was Skittles. the best Skittle. When they replaced it with Green Apple, which I still don't know why. I'll, no one can ever convince me that someone was in a meeting was like, yeah, these Green Apple shits are better than Lime Skittles. Get out of here. It should be all Lime Skittles all day long. Green used to be my favorite. Maybe that's why it's not anymore. Because they changed it to some shit-ass wow. Green Apple. What's your least favorite? Yellow? Yellow, orange. I don't have a least favorite. I would never declare one of my skills a least favorite. Oh, no. I love them all equally. Yellow is mine. Everything, yeah. everything about yellow mm. just no. No. doesn't do it for me. Nah, I, I don't mind a little lemon. I like the sour t- sensation. Other other pick for best uh, flavor is all of them at one time. Oh yeah, that's the best. Oh, I that's could the not best do that in my skin. head. I would, my mind would not be okay with that. Are you if I serious? All colors in my head. Yeah, 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 like, yeah my yeah, head would not would, be okay with I that. I would not be okay. With that. I eat skills but a handful. I'm just shoveling them into my mouth. I'll no take the whole wrapper and no, just go no, bird no, on it. Skills are the best candy. All right. Well, back to the Eagles. Sorry, Tim. I am also picking the Eagles in this game. If you told the Philadelphia Eagles team that they have seven losses at the start of the season, they would look like the 1972 Miami Dolphins. This is this team is just so resilient every season. Yeah. If they if they can't lose a game or their season will be over, they will win. Yeah. They will somehow win. It'll be Philly Magic, Philly Special, Nick Foles. I don't know. They pull it out of the hat every single time. Who's their backup quarterback right now? Josh McCown. Josh McCown. Oh, Josh, Josh McCown. McCown. Yes. All right. I don't have much faith in that one. I was no, going to say, if it was someone else, I was going to say, get ready for a new statue when Carson Wentz does some shit. Speaking about Carson Wentz, he's actually surprised me this season. I'm not really a big Carson Wentz fan, but 
the stuff that he's done, he had 4,000 yards passing and not one receiver had over 500 yards. That's ridiculous. He's doing it with so many random players out there. And he's they're just finding a way to win games, and that's why I'm picking them. They, they're they hot right now. Watching that game the other day, as Saquon rushes for that 68-yard rushing touchdown, you thought, oh, maybe, you know, maybe the Giants would come back, give the Eagles a chance. The Eagles just took off and dropped, what, 30 more points in the game? Yeah. Something about this team. I don't know what Doug Peterson does to get them going, but... Major eye test for the Eagles. Like I said, when I watch them, I believe in them. And every t- the more I see of them, the more I really feel like they have a chance of winning this game. Also, one more thing with Carson Wentz. When you watch the game this weekend, when he has his helmet on and his chin strap, and he has this ginger beard going, mm-hmm. it looks like he just has pasta sauce all over his <laughs> mouth. Some reason about Carson Wentz for the past it's like the two right, years, it's I watched the right it's, shade. it's the red shade with the face mask and the chin strap on. It just looks like he has pasta sauce all, all around his mouth. <laughs> just wanted to mention that because every time I look at Carson Wentz, that's what I see. Well, fuck, you made me hungry now. Okay, I'm starving. So now let's go from the Eagles. Let's talk about the Seahawks. And again, I, I really it's the same question for the Seahawks I had for the Eagles is who, who's going to emerge? And Russell Wilson, if he's going to win this game, he can't do this on his own. He's going to need a ton of help. Uh, Tyrell Lockett's had a fine year. He's been banged up, a thousand yards receiving, uh, eighty-two receptions, eight touchdowns. But I'm just not sold on Tyrell Lockett as a game-changing number one receiver. I think he's a fine number two receiver in the NFL, but I don't think he is a number one elite receiver that you can just rely on game in, game out to be there. Uh, then you have DK Metcalf, who is still a rookie. You can't count on him either, even though he's been. Very impressive in his rookie year. Marshawn Lynch, we talked about him. He's only just returned to the team, so I don't know how healthy and how fit he really is. Uh, it sounds like a recipe for disaster for for the Seattle Seahawks, and I, I have my doubts about them. I have my doubts about the Eagles, and it just comes down to the team that I have fewer doubts about. It comes down to I just have more faith in Russell Wilson than Carson Wentz, and that's why I picked the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks win this game. I'm just curious. Could this game potentially be, like, ugly? Oh, it can be like, very ugly. I feel like yes. this, this might be... It could be something beautiful with no running backs. We could, could just, be. we could just see balls flying down the field all day long. But I'm just curious if this game is one of those ones that's like... No, I, I think... I feel like most of these games are going to be ugly this weekend. Yeah, no, I, I buy that. Bills-Texans, that's a lock to be 20 points or less. Oh, we're talking about teams. the NFC right now. <laughs> oh, oh, don't, don't mention no, all the games in general. Like, don't worry, we're going to do a full game prediction at the end, and then we'll get our uh, AFC, NFC conference uh, championships, and then we'll get our Super Bowl picks no, at the like, end. Like you said, Ed, offense struggled down the stretch. They've lost three of their past four games during yeah. the season. During that time, they're averaging 17.5 points per game, which is not going to do it in the playoffs. Including a loss to the Cardinals at home. That's not great. Nope, no. not great, Bob. I was loving the Seahawks up until that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when I wrote this, I think it was right after the 49ers game, I, my my one sentence to describe the Seahawks was they aren't as good as the public really thinks they are. Yeah. It's not a terrible take. No, I agree. I mean, this whole idea of Russell, I love Russell Wilson. And I don't want this to come off as, like, a criticism. But this idea that he's underrated, at this point. That's not a thing anymore. I think he's no. overrated. He could be overrated at this point where people would like to say they'll take him over any quarterback in any situation. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a stale take at this point. I don't know if Russell Wilson is overrated. I just think we haven't seen Russell Wilson where he just has that proper amount of help. I think we've seen Doug Baldwin, the loss of Doug Baldwin, really, really affect him. Maybe overrated is a little bit of a, an insult. 
the way we use that yeah. these days. I like Russell Wilson. He's a good guy. I feel like you were saying the public thinks they're better than they are. I think that they have weight. A lot of people have a lot more faith in Russell Wilson than maybe he deserves. Seeing him coming into a game, I feel like you'd almost... I don't know. I don't even know. I, I mean, the guy, the guy's earned it. The guy's won a Super Bowl. No, I, I so, so what's the line in this game right now? It is Seahawks by one. Okay. I'd so it's, it's basically a pick'em. Did it move? I, I hate Vegas. Uh, no, I don't think it did. I think it's no. been. I think if anything, maybe it okay. moved by a half a point from one and a half to one. All right. So I guess you know the public doesn't think they're as good as I thought. The public thought. Well, I just think that was the public is probably just said. the public's going to be the ones that are slamming <laughs> Seahawks minus one. True, so it's Vegas yeah. are the ones who know what Russell Wilson is. Not to say that he's bad. I keep I have to keep clarifying because I do love Russell Wilson. But yeah, this game without running any backfield. I mean, you have Marshall Lynch and Travis Homer, fine, but that's nothing compared to what he's working with in Week Ten. Where's Travis Homer from? Is he a Seattle native? I kept saying that. The other no, night. you did. You were convinced he was. I think he's from Florida. We we found out. Really? I think he actually went to uh, Miami, too. Yeah, I think he was from... West Palm. Yeah, West Palm. He went to Miami. Mm. Right? Uh, I mean, Travis Homer didn't have a terrible game. He had 10 carries for 60 yards. Like, I mean, he, he was the most healthy out of... Uh, most healthy, the most fresh out of all the running backs. I mean, Marshawn was lucky did, that he got some carries. I think he only got the carries because the whole city of Seattle just wanted to erupt. Yeah. Quite frankly. Very disappointed oh. that we did not see Robert Turbin in this game. I didn't Very see upsetting. His big biceps. Very upsetting. And I also want to point out that when the Seahawks did go to uh, the link, they did beat the Eagles this year. What was Seven, it, 17, 17 to 9. Was it 9? 17 to 9. Yes. I remember hearing something about that. That was a reason to explain that. Because I was trying to justify my Eagles pick today. And there's some stats we look at that should be swinging that towards actually the Eagles could have won that game. I'm yeah. just putting that out there. I don't have them on me because I wasn't prepared to talk about that. But I'm, take, I'm taking the Seahawks and I'm also not picking the Eagles. Not happening. I mean, these games are just toss-ups, these wild-card games to me. Yep. It's it's hard. Fuck the Eagles. Are you ready to talk about the Vikings? Uh, we're ready to talk about the Vikings, yes. All right, are. let's move on. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's talk about the Vikings, Vikings. <laughs> yes. Oh, I don't mean, you want to the Vikings? No, I mean... No, I know. We're going to talk about Dalvin Cook needs to ball out. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's going to have to be uh, Eric Dickerson. Is Adam oh, Thielen playing? I'm sorry. I, I wasn't keeping up on that. He's, he's, he's fully back. Blank. Is he good? Blank. Yeah. Uh, Will he be used is a different story, but... He, he will be on the field, yes. Oh, now that we're talking about the Vikings, I honestly want to talk more about this Corey Davis situation that we'll get into in the future. That's just a little a little hint towards um, Corey Davis being better than Stephon Diggs, apparently. Don't get me triggered, that's not my That's not my opinion. We'll talk about this in the future. I should have put that out there. You got me triggered. All right, let's, <laughs> let's keep going. Um, I give the Vikings zero chance to make an impact in the playoffs. Yep. I mean, look, everybody thinks they're going to lose by a lot. No. You don't think so? They're going. They're going to get smoked. I, I don't know if they're going to lose by you know by three team. touchdowns, but could they lose by two touchdowns and change? I don't know if they're going to get yeah. smoked like you said they are, but they're going to somehow lose this game. This is one image that I've seen in my head when I was writing this down. Kirk Cousins has the ball with a, a minute and thirty-one seconds left on the clock. You can't hear a damn thing because New Orleans is going crazy because the crowd is just so loud. Yeah. He ends up turning the ball over on a third and 18 after they got a holding penalty on second down, and that's it for the Vikings, and everybody goes, Kirk Cousins in prime time again. That's just exactly how I imagine it's going to happen. I would not be surprised. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to Kirk Cousins being cursed in, in prime time. That's gonna, that will somehow be a thing on Twitter the next morning. That will be more prevalent in this game than the Vikings being outperformed or the Vikings having a severe lack of talent compared to the Saints. It's going to be something about Kirk Cousins being cursed because that's how every Kirk Cousins prime time loss is. It's. I mean, I think there was one time when they did get blown out, but 
most of his primetime losses aren't slaughters. No. It's just him blowing it. And I don't think that's going to be something that you can get past in the playoffs, especially playing the Saints at, no. at the Superdome. If the Vikings are going to win this game, the Vikings need to run the ball. They need to keep the ball out of Drew Brees' hands. It, uh, it's it's that simple. Not even just Drew Brees' hands. They need to keep the ball out of Michael Thomas' hands. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's it. That's the main threat. That's it. The Vikings were the third heaviest running team in the league this year. I just at realized. 49% of their offensive play calls were runs. Is Xavier Rhodes going to be covering Michael Thomas? I uh, hope so. I hope not. Oh, my God. If he's I covering Michael Thomas. I believe so. Michael Thomas might go for 250 receiving Over, runs. under... I'll say the line over under two and a half. Xavier Rhodes pout faces this game. Oh, definitely over. 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 Easy. Yeah, I agree. You Easy. might get one every time Michael Thomas touches the ball because you might get a helmet. You might get a helmet smash too from Xavier. Oh, Rhodes. he will certainly throw a helmet on the without side question. Line. You might pull up with a hammy. Yeah, he just might. Uh, that's there are a few things in life that are guaranteed: death, taxes, and Xavier Rhodes throwing a hissy fit in the sidelines. I hadn't even thought. And he was he was so good in the past. Like, he, he was. He was a solid. That's corner. what happens with cornerbacks, man. Yeah. What is it? Do, do they have like? I don't really understand cornerbacks as much as I know you do, or you do. Is there something where like the cornerbacks like their technique is just figured out? Well, I think Xavier Rhodes is like thirty-one years old. I think he's just oh, getting old. Actually? Yeah, yeah, he's just okay. he's pretty old. Yeah, the shelf life with corners is is like is like a running back pretty much. You have the rare exception like a Richard Sherman who still is chugging along, but normally these corners, they get to 31, 32, 33, and they just start that gradual decline. It doesn't really happen, though, for, for safeties, which is the interesting part, is it's only really the corners that where you have that, that gradual decline at 30. These safeties, you know, you had have Ed Reed kind of safeties that you can yeah. make a case that they probably got better as they got older, where these corners, it's the complete opposite of the same. It's safeties. also way easier to get exposed as a corner as you get yes. older. Yeah, that's true. Uh, honestly, is that one thing of football that it's just right off my head. It's, it's something yeah. about understanding secondary play, who's talented, what makes people talented. It's There's so much intricacies to it. It's, it's Honestly, it's so impressive what these guys do. Yeah. So let's talk about the games. Let's predict the games. We're not going to analyze the games by any means. I just want to hear stone-cold picks. Who wins the NFC? Then we'll talk about who wins the AFC for you guys. I know both of you guys had the Chiefs. I know Matt had the Patriots. I had the Ravens. Um, and then we'll give our Super Bowl picks, and then we'll uh, we'll move on. So uh, let's talk about this first game. Uh, Bills, they are three-point dogs at Houston playing the Texans. I have the Bills. I have the Bills. I also have the Bills. Oh, Josh Allen, don't let me down. You know, I've, we really have gotten into this, this mode where – people betting on games through um, legal betting sites in New Jersey. Absolutely. Only in New Jersey. Um, only in New Jersey. Remember, folks, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a problem. The law of too many people on one pick. Yeah, the Texans yeah. are definitely winning this game. I yeah, know. the Texans it's, are winning this game. It sucks, man. I hate that. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. The Bills are absolutely winning this game. Josh Allen is throwing for 5 million yards. Next up, we have the Titans at 5.5. Point dogs. Wow, I gotta stop looking over your shoulder. At the Patriots. What? You can go first, Ed. Um, with the spread, I'm going with the Titans. Oh, with the spread? Oh, come on, no. Straight There's up. There's no spread in playoffs. No. Who's winning it's the game? Excuse me, excuse me. I'm giving, I'm giving proper gambling advice. No, this isn't gambling advice. We're predicting the winners of each game. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll, respect, I'll respect proper gambling advice. Thank you. It's Thank you very much. Fine, but I just want to point out another thing. I hate mock drafts. I hate that you can bet on playoff games with the lines like this. I I, I know it's that's never going to go away because Vegas is going to make their money off this. But this is the playoffs. It matters who wins the game. 
It is, it's, it's a juicy line that isn't going to pay out. I just have a feeling that the Pats, they just come out at home in Foxborough and they win the, they win this game. I have the Patriots. I agree. I have the Patriots as well. I have the Titans. What? Yeah. All right, let's hear it. Well, the baby, the baby, the baby. No, I talked about this last week about Ryan Tannehill. Did second... he? Did you pick the Titans last episode? Am I bugging? Yeah. You said that. I don't. Well, I we didn't really do a pick necessarily. No. Last episode. No. I no. guess not. I just I just said that I have a lot of reason to believe that Ryan Tannehill. Well, that was my whole foreshadowing of Foxborough situation. Okay. Where the Patriots lose to the Dolphins, and now they're playing the Dolphins, who's given them problems over the past what five six years. I mean, Ryan Tannehill has the second most career wins against Tom Brady. Which is not, I mean, you, you can't look past that. And not, I, I'm just going for bold picks here. This is something I want my I want my bracket to be different. I want that to be the reason that I win. I'm not going to go with vanilla and win because I got the same or a better points projection. No, is is same, picking the Titans vanilla? I I still think so. No. You think picking the Titans? Oh, no, no, no. Picking the Pats. I don't know if there's a right or a wrong with this game. I think you could pick the Titans or the Patriots, and I think you have very valid reasons to go in either direction. I mean, I think... I. I know people want to go on their whole the Patriots. Um, I mean, you never pick against them, blah blah yeah. blah. Or that yeah. they also want to say that the Patriots are done this year. It's not really vanilla. There's a pretty even case yeah. on both sides, I think. And I just, I don't know. I mean, I like the Vikings' chances, and that's why I took them. Uh, the Titans, not the Titans. Titans. I won't ask our producer. He's already picking the Patriots in the Super Bowl, so the Patriots are winning this game. Uh, Vikings Saints on three. One, two, three. Saints. Saints. Okay. Uh, I have the Seahawks. Brett, Tim have the Eagles. Matt, what are you picking? Seattle. Thank you. Thank Split you. Two and two. So, uh, guys, let's talk about uh, who do you have winning the NFC? I have the New Orleans Saints. I picked the San Francisco 49ers. Pick the Green Bay Packers. I have the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, so now let's, let's talk split. about our respective Super Bowls. I have the Ravens and the Saints in my Super Bowl. And I have the Baltimore Ravens winning the Super Bowl. I have the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Packers in the Super Bowl. I also have the Kansas City Chiefs beating the San Francisco 49ers. I have the New England Patriots beating the San Francisco 49ers. What? Oh. No, see, that's one of those things where... I said it before, I, I and I've said it wow. again. I will never go against Tom Brady again. I I will completely respect that. Cause I respect the same it, but... I've been saying the same thing, but here I am again, another year. I'm just not gonna pick the Patriots. No, I can't. I can't. This is the one. This is the one year where I'm just saying that the, the Patriots. It's not the Patriots of old. It, it it's just not. The one issue I have is that they don't have a wild card buy. Yeah. If they had a wild card buy and they had a one or a two seed, I would probably still take them. Yeah. I think the biggest thing I thought of when I was making my bracket too is that I picked the playoffs I want to see. Like, I picked it the way that I envisioned the playoffs going that would make it the most fun to watch. And that's the way I pick my brackets almost always. And that's what makes mine different. And sometimes they work, and then I do pretty well in it, and sometimes they don't. I just use my, I use my brain. I use my brain in this one. Yeah, well, if yeah, I'm placing I mean, money down, I'm not going to go in straight <laughs> knowledge. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's obviously some sense of – I picked the playoffs I want to see to an extent. I mean, I'm not going to just pick, oh, I want the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I'm not an asshole. I'm just saying, like... Well, I could have picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl, sure. Well, I'm glad you did, because then that wouldn't have been using your brain. I, 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 I hope to God the Bills somehow get the Chiefs and we get Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. That would be must-see television. Well, oh, my Lord. 
the Titans would have to beat the Patriots, and the Bills would have to beat the oh, Texans. So the the Bills are playing the Chiefs. Yeah, my, the Bills. Uh, my bracket. The Bills would play the Chiefs. Would play the Chiefs. Yes. And you picked the Ravens, right, over the Saints? Yes. Yes. I have Lamar Jackson winning the Super Bowl. So we all picked AFC teams. Yep. Which is interesting because the done. NFC is considered the better conference, but we all picked AFC teams. All picked the AFC teams. So we are uh, we're done with our NFL playoff preview. Hopefully we'll. Get to enjoy some of these games this weekend. They all won't be snooze fest. Uh, but now let's talk about some MLB free agency. It's uh, hold on. I'm sure I pull trigger real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I can't do this. It's gonna be a hard one for Tim Brady, the Red Sox fan. I mean, if if you don't want to say anything for the first one, you don't have to. Oh, I have plenty to say. Okay. All right. Uh, so obviously the big one, the white whale of free agency, uh, Garrett Cole, probably the biggest reagent pitcher ever uh, signing with the New York Yankees on a nine-year $324 million deal. That deal can become a 10-year $350 million deal after the fifth year, which is the opt-out, which the Yankees could then exercise a one-year extension to add on top to the last remaining four years to make it five more years. Uh, Garrett Cole was nothing short of outstanding last year in Houston. 20 wins, 326 strikeouts, a 2-5 ERA in 212 innings. I mean, this is just, it's a huge get for the Yankees. I mean, they came into the offseason, they needed a frontline pitcher, and they got it. I mean, this is the first decade that the Yankees have gone without winning a World Series. The fans were rightfully so pissed off that the Yankees have just failed to address their biggest need for the last five years, maybe. And my only question for this really is, are the Yankees going to regret this contract much like they sort of regretted the Alex Rodriguez contract when they signed that, when you're getting to year seven, year eight, year nine. But for now, Cole comes into this rotation with Severino in there, with Tanaka in there, with Paxton in there. I mean, those are four pitchers that can be aces on at least 25 other teams and of course, we get the five spot. It's going to be an issue. Domingo Herman got served with an 81 game suspension today. I mean, it's it's not a necessarily just a big black eye in the rotation by any means. We have Cole, lovely. Um, Jay Happ is rumored to be getting traded. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But I mean, Garrett Cole's a Yankee. All is good. Rejoice, rejoice. Yeah, can't wait till year ten when you're paying a guy who pitches once a week. Hey, if we, much money. if we win a World Series, it doesn't matter. If. Just one? Let's talk about multiple. Let's not settle for oh, just here one. We go. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not, I'm not settling for one. I'm just saying that you justify the contract that you give Garrett Cole with one World Series. What you get after that is extra. Will but you, if you win a World Series with Cole year one, then you say, okay, contract, good. You did what you had to do. Yeah, will he live up to the extent of how much money he's getting? No. For that long? No, it's that's impossible. No, but if they not. will they regret signing him if probably. they win a World Series? Fuck no. Between the next two years, no, they're not going to regret signing him. No, I mean that's I think it's important because the Yankees haven't made the World Series in a decade, and I think it's important at this point to not only even win the World Series to hopefully make it there with the help of Garrett Cole. Here's here's a hot take for you. Um, I have Garrett Cole winning the Cy Young, and I have him winning the MVP this year. Wow, that's the Yankee fan in you talking. Yeah, I think I think he. I don't have anything to say about that. I think he's yeah, good for. It's nice that you have that. I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm being very serious. I think he has 
I think he can go for 22, 23 wins. He can have an ERA of around 205 to 210. He can log the same amount of strikeouts that he had last year, 326. Probably bump that up a little bit. I just don't think. I think Cole, Cole could do it. I think Cole could do it. I think it just happens with every pitcher that gets signed to these long-term deals. They just they are not as good as they were the year before. It calls different. Cole's just a, he's a I different he's no, a different you, pitcher. You cannot say that. Yeah, there's no I'm sorry, but you're, that you're the Yankee fan bias in this signing. You have to understand how these contracts go. Did we not? Do we? Do we watch the same pitcher that was in Houston last year? That's the guy who should have won the Cy Young last year. I'm just saying. Every time these pitcher, con- I know from experience signing Chris Sale, it's just how these contracts go. The guy is a Yankee fan. He's coming to New York. He knows what he has to do. And he's, he's, he's saying all the right things. It's ridiculous that you can just say that so definitely, though, that he's just going to, like... He's not going to go this. there and be mediocre. It's like, no, 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 no. Definitely. Yeah, I'm he's, not saying he's going to choke. I'm just I mean, yeah, not expecting fine. him to be a Cy Young you MVP think he's, winner. He's just automatically throwing 320 strikeouts again next year. I'm predicting it, yes. I, I said it was a bold take. I said it was a bold take. There it is. I mean, it's fair, fair enough. You as long as you add that it's a hot take. I can get behind the Cy Young take. I definitely cannot get behind the MVP take because there's this guy named Mike Trout who. Well, well, I'm sa- I'm saying that if Garrett Cole can have an ERA of two ten or lower, it's possible. If it's sub two, then we're talking now. Are we yeah, talking about free absolutely. Agency or are we talking about Garrett Cole. No, we're talking about free agency. We're in the middle of a Garrett. We're in the middle of a Garrett Cole debate. Fuck no, Garrett I respect Cole. that. He was the biggest signing of the offseason as of right now. Fuck Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. Great content. That's that's great content. Don't what do you want to say? Don't worry. We're, we're going to talk about Mookie Betts later. So the next one we have up is uh, Anthony Rendon of the Angels, seven years, two hundred and forty-five million, thirty-five million of that for those seven years. The Angels they didn't get Cole. He was the guy that they wanted, but they do get a power bat in the middle of their lineup. Uh, Rendon, of course, won a World Series with the Nationals, and now he moves to SoCal with Mike Trout. The contract loaded with a full no-trade clause and no opt-out, so he's there for the seven years. Um, the Angels are kind of a joke. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're probably over the luxury tax paying two people. They're paying two, <laughs> two people and then combined almost $800, $800 million. Oh, it's fantastic. And they didn't even like, – I'm sorry, they got uh, Julio Tehran, who – that's nothing crazy. That's their front-line pitcher. That's, that's, their, that's pitcher. their guy. They were bottom five in Team ERA last year, and they decided to go drop $245 million on another hitter. I mean, I thought for sure they were going to be the ones that were going to go and get Ryu. I thought they were going to be the ones to get everyone. They sat back and watched every other pitcher get signed. Well, well they, they mean, were rumored to be a part of everybody, but nobody were, wants to be a part of the Los Angeles Angels. No, no, one, no one wants to go there. Did they just not have the money to sign these people because they've committed so much money to other people? No, no, they have. They have the money. Going into twenty twenty, they only had, I believe, six or seven guys that were guaranteed deals. So they had the money freed up. They could have went and they could have done it. But no one wanted to go and play with the Angels because, A, they're the B team in Los Angeles with behind the Dodgers. And, I mean, do, does anybody really see – I mean, it looks nice, Rendon and Trout. Oh, it's beautiful. But I mean, does anybody nice. really expect the Angels to be pushing for the AL West? I, I don't. I don't even think they're going to be that much better than last year. No, I don't think so either. I, th- I think you're 100% right. I, I think it's a ticket grab, if anything. Yeah. I mean, the two guys are going to be around forever. They're two pretty young, solid players. I mean, fine. Like, signing him alone, fine. That's good. That's a good deal. But you just got to do something about the pitching rotation. Are, 
are the Angels, I'm not even going to compare them to the Astros because they're in two different stratospheres. Are the Angels and Athletics comparable in any way? I don't think they are. I think the Athletics are, they're in another class from the Angels. Not in the Astros class. A completely but different they're, way of building a team. Yeah, too. absolutely. And the right way to build a team. Yeah. Because they're just paying everyone this, 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 like mid-level Solid deal. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love seeing. I love the athletics. I really I do too. Because that's that's interesting baseball. That's competitive baseball. I love watching that. And Billy and Billy Bean is the man. Yeah. No, he really he really changed the Bill, game. Yeah, he did. Moneyball. Great film. Uh, so we have after Rendon, we have uh, Steven Strasburg going back to the Nationals. Seven years, two hundred forty-five million, thirty-five million a season. Um, they made the right choice there. They, they, they Rendon yeah. absolutely. Yeah, they made the right choice. You have now Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. We talked about the Yankees' core four in their rotation. Uh, this is an unbelievable trio that they have in Washington with three guys again that could be aces on twenty-five other teams. And I think the Nationals, yes, they don't have Rendon anymore, but if they do sign Josh Donaldson, like a lot of people. Are expecting slash hoping. I'm surprised he's still out there. I, I I'm, I'm shocked. Surprised. I'm shocked, but at the same time, I'm not. But and we'll I, we're going to talk about Donaldson actually a little bit later. But we can talk about him now. I, I think that the one thing with Donaldson is when he does sign, that's when the dominoes are going to start to fall with the trade market for third baseman with guys like Nolan Arenado, with guys like Chris Bryant, two guys that have been rumored to have moved. Um, when Donaldson does sign, I think that's when you're really going to start to hear about Chris Bryant potentially getting traded. Maybe Chris Bryant is the guy for the Atlanta Braves. If the Braves are okay with moving someone like Austin Riley or Sean Newcomb, then you could see Chris Bryant going there. If Donaldson does sign with the Nationals or Chris Bryant can go to the Nationals and, or he could go to the Phillies. You know, it, it, it really depends on what Donaldson decides to do, um, with his, Pending free agency, the Braves have been interested in him. The Nationals talked about two of them: Dodgers, Twins, Phillies. So, I think when Donaldson does sign, that's when the tires are going to be kicked by the other teams that don't sign Donaldson on one of the two of Arenado and Bryant. And don't get me wrong, Bryant is probably the cheaper one to go and get. But if you can get a Nolan Arenado, even if you're paying top dollar for Arenado, I mean, th- this he he's unbelievable. He's un. Believable. There have been a lot of solid signings so far in MLB free agency. I, I say fuck Garrett Cole. Let me recant that. Garrett Cole was a great picture. Pitcher. All right. I'm just not excited to see him as many times a season as I'm going to have to. But with all the talent that's been dealt around this free agency period, it's crazy to think that there's a lot of potential moves coming yeah. via trades and all of that situation. Tim, that is a very good segue. You're a good guy. Yeah, let's talk some Mookie. Let's talk some Mookie. All right. So, can I start? Go, well, I'll give I'll give I'll give you the lead in. So there have been reports about Mookie Betts whether or not he's going to stay in Boston for this season. He's a free agent at the end of the 2020 season. The Padres have been in on him. The Dodgers most recently have been linked to him. They've also been linked to Francisco Lindor. I'll, Tim, I'll just let you have the floor here. I mean, all I have to say about this this Mookie Betts situation is I'm glad it's happening now. Before it gets too late, let's figure it out because, I mean, this is the way the Red Sox have, have made it happen for the last decade. I mean, we've had years where we've been the worst team in the league, and then you come back, you make some acquisitions, and all of a sudden you're a World Series champion, 
I think it's just fitting that the Red Sox are going down this hole again. I think Mookie Betts is a phenomenal baseball player, and I'm going to miss watching him in the Red Sox jersey. But I think he's worth a lot, especially when they're talking about him being paired with David Price. And I think that the young pieces we're going to be able to get for him. I'm, I am a little upset that we're talking in terms of uh, a trade to the Dodgers, that the Red Sox kind of just backed out on uh, Gavin Lux. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. I we Honestly, I heard we didn't even ask for them. I think it's a little ridiculous. He is a top three prospect in baseball right yeah. now. That's someone I definitely want because, like I've been saying since the beginning of this season, that if it's not our year, let's let's redo it. Let's get yeah. these prospects coming in. Let's build some, some farm systems going and – I just hope that the Red Sox do this right because I know Mookie's going to be a huge loss and it's going to really hurt to see him go. I would really think at the least that the ask for the Dodgers to get Mookie Betts would at least be Gavin Lux and Dustin May. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would think that would at least be where you would start if you are the Red Sox. I mean, not asking for Lux or May both of them in a package is ridiculous. I mean, you could also ask for their highly touted catching prospect, Will Smith. Um, but I think he's untouchable at this point. I think he's cemented well, himself I mean, into I mean, that look, roto. Look, if the Dodgers really want to risk uh, Mookie Betts hitting free agency, not signing with them, or getting traded elsewhere and signing an extension elsewhere, then that's their risk to take. Then they throw all their eggs in the basket of Lindor, and they go get Lindor. I don't think the Dodgers are the team for Mookie. I don't think it's going to be where he goes. It's just going to be hard with Mookie. The problem is that he's he's a free agent in this year. Yeah, yeah. you got to pay him for a lot of young stuff. A lot of young studs. If we were going to get rid of him, and maybe maybe it just has to be something where we we're dumping some salary. But I don't know. I, I it's not looking great right now. But I have high hopes because this is the way the Red Sox have gone for the past decade. I think if he doesn't end up getting traded before Game One. He'll be one of those like Manny Machado scenarios where he's rented to a team who needs to make a push, and then he enters into the free agency pool, and yeah. then it becomes another Garrett Cole situation where you got this bona fide perennial superstar Bryce for grabs. Bryce yeah. Harper. Well, I'm not sure what the deadline is. The reason that he needs to go soon is because and a lot the the package deal with David Price is we're, right now we're looking at the future and uh we're over the, the luxury tax right now. Yeah, and I'm not sure what the deadline is, but we need to get under that luxury tax line very soon because that's going to affect our draft picks. That's going to affect a lot of stuff for us. Yep. We're going to get fined. Yeah, there are there are only three teams right now, I believe, that are over the luxury tax threshold. It's the Red Sox, it's the Yankees, and the Dodgers, I believe. Now, the Yankees do they only pass it with the signing of Garrett Cole? Uh they only pass it with the signing of Cole. Yes, I that that surprised me. I thought they'd been yeah. over it for a while. No, the Yankees have the Yankees have been under the uh, the the tax threshold, I believe, for the last three or four years, which is very unlike them. Yeah, they only had, I believe, last year they were the sixth or seventh highest payroll in baseball, which was which is very un Yankee like. It's very unlike the George Steinbrenner Yankees that we all know. Well, that's going to change when they have to pay Judge Glaber Torres and a bunch of their other right. young studs. Right. Well, that's another thing about this Garrett Cole contract. I don't need to bring it back up, but. You do lock yourself up with him. What's your plan with them now? Mr. Cashman, if you're listening, give Glaber Torres double Garrett Cole. I, I couldn't agree more. Give him whatever he wants. Did you know Glaber Torres is only 15 years old? 
<laughs> Seems like it, the way people talk about him. What is he actually? 22? Uh, 22. 22. He's well, younger, he's younger no, than no, me. He's no, he just turned 23. The thing was, he's, he's 22. That was the big thing last year. Yeah. He's only 22. Uh, another 22 year old baseball player is um, Rafael Devers, in case he, anyone forgot. He he's freaking younger than me. That's terrible. I've done something so serious in my life. Right, while you guys were talking about Mookie Betts, I was looking up some things about Mookie Betts. His full name is Marcus Lynn uh, Betts. It's Mookie. Hmm. His parents chose that name because the initials make MLB, Major League Baseball. They had a plan. That's the biggest oh. flex of all. <laughs> that is, no, that's a flex. That's Wait, well done. I was not familiar with that. I know a lot Isn't of other crazy? fun facts about Mookie Betts. Like he's a he's hell a, of a bowler. Yeah, he's a great bowler. And I think he could also dunk a basketball. Yeah. And I've seen some stuff with him with footballs, but I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, I was just looking up how old he was, and that's what I was. I saw Mookie, and I saw his first name was Marcus. I was like, oh. So why they call him Mookie? They call him Mookie because he liked this NBA guard, Mookie Blaylock, who played basketball shortly after Betts was born. Sure. Sure. Whatever, whatever that was. That guy. That guy. Uh, okay. So thank you, Brett, for the lovely Mookie Betts uh, information. Moving on from the Red Sox, though. I think it's time to talk about the White Sox. We could talk about the White Sox. Sure. I could care less about the Chicago I'm, White Sox. I'm, I mean, you know, I do understand that because it seems like there's a, a every year we talk about this team that signs a bunch of these guys that are all the like upper mid tier to lower top tier free agents of the year. Very average players that had good years. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they did sign some solid players. I mean, Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel's a Cy Young winner. I mean, Jose Abreu is a two ninety two career hitter who's had 100 RBIs every year except one year. That's, that's solid. They like, signed Edwin Encarnacion. That, that one is laughable. That means nothing to me. I watched him strike out every single at-bat in the playoffs. Edwin Encarnacion was probably my favorite person to watch in the playoffs last year as a Red Sox fan. Yasmani Grandal. He was, like, shooting himself in the foot every time he got yeah. in the box. Yasmani Grandal, solid catcher. I not going to change the, the, change the world. It's no. not going to... Bring them anywhere. Like you said, Dallas Keuchel, he won the Cy Young back in 2015. 2005, it felt like, at this point. Oh, come on. But I, I'm, I don't see it with the White Sox. Maybe you're just, you're just third eyes open. I, you're, you see right through it. I love the White Sox. I, I mean, I'm just too. looking at the guys that they have locked up right now. Luis Robert, one of the top prospects in all of baseball, locked up through 2027. Eloy Jimenez, locked up through 2026. Dylan Cease, locked up through 2025. Tim Anderson, 2024. Michael Kopech, 2024. Lucas Giolito, 2023. Yoan Moncada, 2023. Yasmani Grandal, 2023. Dallas Keuchel, 2023. And these are all guys that are on pretty cost-effective contracts. They've done pretty much what the Braves did when Ronald Acuna and Ozzie Albies first came up. How they signed them to those long-term extensions that don't count as much on an average annual value perspective and these are guys that are panning out and now these those deals for albis and acuna are looking like steals for the braves and that's what the white Sox are trying to do as well and the white Sox, i mean they're in a division in the central where i mean we don't know what the twins are going to be yeah they hit a lot of home runs last year great but they have a lot of question marks in their rotation still jose barrios and then jake odorizzi and then Pineda, and then that's kind of it. Pineda. Michael, Michael Pineda. Pineda, yeah, if he even resigns there. Is he allowed, the to, use, played, he's allowed to use pine tar on his neck? Is he allowed to cheat like he did on the Yankees? Uh, well, the cheating on the Yankees didn't help him too much. Clearly he needs it. It didn't help him too much. Uh, 
I, I mean, I think the White Sox, for me, I could put them in the conversation that they could be in that sort of Tampa Bay Rays, Oakland Athletics, Blue Jays sort of spot. I tell, I tell you what, the race for the wild card in the American League this year is going to be absolutely fascinating because you have the Twins that are probably going to win the Central. You have the Yankees that are probably going to win the American League East. And then you have the Astros that are probably going to win the American League West. So then that means you have two teams out of the Blue Jays, who probably are going to compete, the Athletics, the Rays, the White Sox, the Indians, who still have good enough pieces if they don't trade Lindor. If they trade trade Lindor, then probably they're out of it. But still, the Angels, who knows what they're going to do. Maybe you could put them in that. Maybe. I hope the Angels are good this season. I talk a lot of shit about them, but I love Mike Trout, and that's why I do it. Yeah. I, I do it out of love because he deserves more. Yeah. This and guy is changing the game right now, and he's never even had a chance to show what he can do in the playoffs. And then if, if, the, if the Red Sox do keep Mookie, then the Red Sox are in that equation as well. If, if David Price and Chris Sale show up, there's no yeah. reason to say that the Red Sox can't so be you have team. You have five teams right there that are competing for two spots. Oh, don't get my hopes up. Why would you say that? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just spitting facts. I mean, I, I the White Sox, Tim. That's a very good take that the White Sox are, are a team to watch. I think, I think they can be really good. See, something that I'm not gonna watch though, Brett, Mad Bum to the Diamondbacks. No, that no. is such a waste. I had no idea that signing happened before <laughs> I looked at the MLB free agent tracker today. To be honest, you know, I knew he got signed, and I had to remind myself where it was because why couldn't he go to a good team, like? I mean, deserve if that. we're being fair, he's. I don't think he's as good as he once was anyway. Who cares? I mean, I, True, I do want to see that psychopath. Out. That's what I'm saying. Rake in the National League somewhere. I want to. I don't. I can't remember times that I've watched Diamondback games on national television. I mean, I want to see that That's man. That's when. You know I want to see that went? man hit a home run on national television. You know where you should have went? The Phillies. Yeah. The that Phillies. The Angels. Somewhere. The Braves. The Braves. The Braves. Give me something. I mean, come on. I, I know a bunch of people. This is, I guess it was a hot take, but then I really thought about it, and it's not really that much of a hot take at all. Some people have the Atlanta Braves actually winning the National League this year. They did come in first in the I division last year. Don't don't think that's a, a hot take at all. They don't have a bad team. I think pitching is something that could be a little more desired. But well, they're losing Dallas Keuchel now, which is rough. Yeah, that's but they picked him up halfway through the season. It's mm-hmm. not like they had him full yeah. season. Mike Soroka last year was uh, stud cash. Yes, I, I'm I'm drawing a blank on this, but wasn't the Braves who got embarrassed in the in the playoffs last year? Yeah, yeah, they, the, the, in the first in, in the first inning, the nine nothing in the first inning. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I remember yeah. watching that. Oh my god, that was just embarrassing. No, it was painful. It was painful to watch. That was mid afternoon television. That's the kind of thing though where that could go either way. You either have a lot of guys in that clubhouse who are fucking pissed off about that and want yeah. to turn it around. Or you had a lot of guys who are like, well, what the hell's going on around here? What's even the point? So I'm Well, curious. that's a young team that, you know what, they got embarrassed on a national stage. And you know what, that is the one of the things that can really help them. Yeah. Is they can use that and they can say, okay, that is not happening to us again. And I love Acuna and Obbies, but, yeah. you know. And Freddie was, Freeman, too. There was a bit of a flair to them that maybe they didn't earn yet. I wonder if that almost sat them back in their asses. And, you can't talk about baseball without sounding like an old man yelling at a cloud. Like that's yeah. such a typical way of sounding. Like it's, but maybe they, maybe they needed that humbling moment where they 
realizing that, hey, we're not the guys yet. We are very good baseball players, but we're not the guys. One more thing on the Braves before we move on to uh, the Premier League. Um, would we put the Braves as favorites in the National League if they get Arenado or Chris Bryant to put in that infield yeah. with Albies, Freeman, etc. Favorites in the whole National Favorite? League? I, I just can't. With Bryant or Arenado. I'm still, I would. I'm still All taking right. the Dodgers. I don't know if I. As far as I don't know how much I love. I mean, they're big names, and it's gonna be a huge signing for any team who gets them. Or huge trade, but I mean, Chris Bryant didn't have a great season last year. Like, no, it wasn't anything special. And Nolan Arenado is a lot of statistics off of that is a way splits from the from Coors Field. Oh, the good old thin air in Colorado. I mean, balls so, travel faster <laughs> and farther. I it's. A hitter's ballpark. We've never seen him play at a whole a whole season at a different <laughs> home ballpark. Like, that's, that's something that oh, you're gonna really. If he gets traded for some crazy blockbuster and he flops because he can't play out of Colorado, I'm gonna feel like a genius. Nah, that's one of my favorite stats in sports, right there. Yeah, I mean it's the thin it air in Colorado. It is applies a to every team average. that plays in Colorado. Yeah, that's why in fantasy you never draft Colorado Rockies starting pitchers. Because they give up a lot of a lot of home runs. Or in fantasy football, don't pick a player with sickle cell anemia because he might not play in Denver. <laughs> that true. Don't take John Brown if they're going to play at Denver Broncos. Don't take Tevin Coleman. That too. Yes, sir. So going back to who will win the National League, um, I'm kind of uh, pick off what you just said about if they get Chris Bryant or Nolan Arenado. Go ahead. I'm going to go to the Washington Nationals going back. It's not a terrible take oh. at all. They just got Will Harris from Houston, yep. who's a very, very good relief pitcher. They signed yeah. our old friend Starlin Castro today, too. Oh, great guy. Shout Who out Starlin. He's way younger than I thought. I think he's only like 28. Yeah, 28, 29 years old. Feels yeah. like he's been playing baseball for at least a decade. I, I'm, I pretty, I'm pretty I sure he has. I think he actually might have been. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he has. And then we don't have to regurgitate all we said about the trio of the starting rotation. Right. Exactly. They can get a Donaldson, a Bryant, or an Arenado in there. Probably not an Arenado, but a Bryant or a Donaldson. Whew. The, the Nationals will be good again. The Nationals, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see the Nationals and the Phillies square off with, for uh, for that division. Oh, what are we doing? I'm sorry, I thought we were going to do our, uh, our underrated uh, free agency signing. Oh, I forgot about so that. Okay, so we can we could do that in... Uh, in one word, or I'll do mine in one, in like one word. If you want to rant on it, go for it. Uh, I don't want to rant. Mine, mine is Didi Gregorius going to the Phillies. Yankee fan. Hmm. No, I don't think so. I can't don't. say anything about that because mine's Drake Porcello going to the Mets. That was mine as well. That's a steal. <laughs> I think it's a steal. That was I mean, a steal. On. I mean, I don't. I won't say anything else because you were nice about Didi Gregorius. Um, to be honest, I don't have one ready. I'm um, looking at the list right now, and <laughs> mine would be Eric Thames because he's jacked. Okay. He's Former Brewers first baseman. You want to see a picture of Eric Thames? Uh, you've never seen this guy. He he is he's rather this rather rather large. If, if this is the opportunity in the show where you then go and look um, up how big yoked. Eric Thames is, he's absolutely yoked. Wow. Yeah, that it's is a, a that crazy is, tattoo. And he has a great beard. That and is a yoked makes man. Him look even more jacked. It does. So whoever gets him. You you picked a winner. That man is, is very yoked, as as the kids say. Very, very, very yoked. Shame on us for that. That was terrible radio. Yeah, that was awful, awful radio. radio. Sorry, I was very unprepared. All right, so let's talk about some uh, some Premier League. We've already taken up so much time on baseball and on football. Let's start it off with uh, Liverpool 2, Sheffield United 0. Uh, goals from Mohamed Salah, 
Sadio Mane. Liverpool are now 39 games unbeaten. They are only 10 off from tying the Invincibles record of 49 games unbeaten. That is the 2003-2004 Arsenal side that went 38 games Way unbeaten in a Premier League season. Arsenal. You really can't. It's the truth. It's a, that's that's the record. <laughs> no, it's it's it, that's it's, the record. It's true. It's a I stat. Say, no, it's I got to put the stat in there. Stats. And they're three um, away from Chelsea from 2004-2005. Yep. All right. Well, back to Liverpool. Uh, um, they've they've not lost a game in a whole calendar year. Oh, is the Premier League? Lost one game. Yeah, me and Tim are officially good luck charms. Yeah, I mean, I think we really. We thought are. it had to do with the jerseys that we wear every game. You thought it did. I, I yeah, I still you, believe that. You yelled at me for not wearing my jersey one time. I, I was like, I made it this far without wearing it. I mean, are you two can kiss about your superstitions? Later? Life is so hard being a Liverpool fan. It's it's so tough. Yeah, no, but I mean, I thought it was the jerseys, but I think it's just me and Tim. We're just yeah. good luck charms. They're never um, losing a game ever again. They have. Oh, not gone. I don't care if the mic picks this up. I, I'm knocking so hard right now. Yeah, I think my ears are fucking broken after that. Thank you. I can't believe I just said that. Uh, Liverpool has twice as many points as the eighth place team, which is something that's just ridiculous. Is that not like? No, it's ridiculous. Just, I just you won the league. You won the league. All right. Well, I'll second that. There's, just like, yeah. it's a cakewalk. Yeah, some of these things are ridiculous. though, what they're doing. Like, sorry. I Come on it again. Yeah, no, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, all I'd say about that game was Liverpool dominance. I mean, you called it a, you called it a, a, thr- a thrashing or whatever. Thrashing. 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 I don't know why I said thrashing. You called it whatever you want to call it. It was a good game, that Liverpool-Sheffield United game. Three shots on, to- three total shots for Sheffield. That's all I got to say. 71% of the possession for Liverpool. Eight Sheffield. corners to three. For as nice of a story as Sheffield United is, it was very, very clear that Liverpool were in a completely different class than they were. It was were. dominance. Yeah. I mean, the defense held their own. Obviously, we did have the ball for most of the game, but it was difficult to get well, an yeah, that's also that's also part of the game plan when, you're, when you go to Anfield. It's, you let Liverpool have the ball. And you sit back, you defend, you keep your shape, and you look to get him on a break. That's what most teams have done. Mm. So, I mean, I don't blame Sheffield United for adopting that game plan because, to be, to be fair, 18 other clubs in the Premier League have done that when they've uh, had to play Liverpool this year. Give them the ball, sit back, defend, and hope they don't run it up on you. That's just sort of the way that it's been. So the next one we have up is uh, Brighton 1, Chelsea 1. We had goals from Cesar Spilicueta and Ali Reza Jahan Dash on a bicycle kick, which was a truly great way to start off uh, the new decade. Cesar Spilicueta actually had the first goal of 2020 in the Premier League, so you can hold that one uh, there, Matt. This Chelsea team confuses me. I never know know what to expect from them week to week. I mean, they had a tie at Brighton last week. They beat Arsenal. They'll have a loss to Southampton, and then they beat Tottenham, and they lose to Everton. It's just back and forth. It's confusing. Brighton could have won this game very easily. Very, very easily they could have won this game. It would have been fitting given Kelsey's form right now, and I, I, don't, I don't need to just pick Chelsea. Chelsea. It's, I think this Chelsea team is very good, and I'm just confused why they lose some of these games. I don't think they're very good. I think they're good. I don't think, I don't think they're very good. I think they're I, just I, a young team. With yeah, that's manager. exactly it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, they're bound to be inconsistent. There's so many young players out there. I mean, hey, they are, they're very lucky that Southampton and Arsenal bailed them out. They lost to Southampton. No, I'm saying Southampton this week. We'll get to, oh, we'll get to uh, them, how they, beat, how they beat Spurs, and then Arsenal beating on uh, Manchester United. So that was, uh, that's where they got their, uh, their freebie a little bit, but Arsenal did pick up points there, so which is good. Uh, Matt, you have anything you want to uh, add about uh, your team? 
Uh, this is going to be the longest uh, transfer window of my life. Um, I'm praying we get a high-caliber defenseman, maybe a Koulibaly that's been linked to the blue. Um, then hopefully this uh, Timo Werner talk picks up. And then uh, if I want to get even more greedy, uh, get my boy from uh, Dortmund, Jaden Sancho, to uh, West London. None of those guys are going to Chelsea in January. It's not happening. The top clubs are not going to sell in January unless Chelsea just blow them away and completely overpay. I mean, Leipzig, they're not going to sell Timo Werner because they're top of the Bundesliga. I mean, it's it's what I hope for with Arsenal. I want them to sign a Deo Meccano. They're a young superstar center back, but it's not going to happen no. because they're not they're not going to sell in January. Reach a deal now. Give them the Pulisic treatment. Reach a deal now. Have them be, be on loan for the rest of the season. Then once the summer comes along, okay, ship them. And I don't know if they want the distraction in, in the middle of January when they're fighting for the Bundesliga. I mean, Dortmund has done it before. Yeah. It wouldn't be no, I'm talking about Leipzig. <laughs> Give me a break. It's Leipzig. They're going to fold. Eh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't think they think that, though. I don't know about that. Leipzig are good. Leipzig are really, really, really good. Leipzig also has broken the uh, 50 plus one rule in Germany. Just worth talking about. Leipzig is shit. I just want to talk about that. Leipzig are really good. Uh, no, but they're, the way they run that team is very sketchy. I don't like how that works in the Bundesliga. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, Southampton won. Spurs nil. Uh, goal from Danny Ings. Uh, the big one, the oh, big news. Oh, Danny Ings. It's a former Red. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. the <laughs> the big one to the big piece of news to come out of this is Harry Kane is going to be out for two months with a torn hamstring. Jeez. Good, good, uh, and of course, welcome to the Jose Mourinho experience, Tottenham. And I would I would be remiss in my duties as an Arsenal fan if I did not say that they deserve every last ounce of it. Fuck you, Spurs. Fuck you, Spurs. Spurs, what are you doing? The the biggest joke of London. Like, it's simple. We we can we can agree on that. <laughs> they're, they're we can agree a, on something. They've been a fucking laughing stock for the last two decades. They're, they still are. Their fans suck. They have such high promises for their teams. And hey, they do nothing. Hey, I can I can confidently say that in the last fifteen years, uh, this podcast has as many awards and trophies as Tottenham does. I think the oh, last. You mean the actually us. Yes. Oh, yes. they've been like our teams. No, no, no. Like... Us, as a, us as a podcast, we have as many trophies and awards as Tottenham does. I uh, see zero, zero wrongs there. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's... I mean, oof. I mean, I was hoping that maybe Spurs were going to knock off Liverpool. I mean, the only thing that I have left is... You're asking fan, for too much there. ...as is uh, the Invincibles, but... Oh, with no Harry, no Harry Kane. Oh, boy. Hey, at least they got a nice, pretty stadium to play in. Every they have a nice, pretty stadium to play in. Yes, with the uh, with the cock on top of the ball that sits right on top of the stadium. I mean, you know, I, I, I want to, <laughs> I'm not against this right now, but I just don't get the Spurs heat. Like I know you guys are the, the London teams are fine, but yeah, we, we, why? What, what's there not to get? That'd be like another team being in Boston or the Subway yeah. Series. No, 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 it's no, a no, rival. No, you guys, I get it, but the overall hate among fans. I mean, this team doesn't win trophies. Shouldn't you use that as an, like an opportunity to be like, hey, like I can't hate this team because what are they gonna do to, against my team in a trophy game? Like, may I, may I, may I give you the reason? Sure. It's the same. It's the same thing as Liverpool. Only Liverpool actually wins things. The media loves Spurs. They're the media's darlings. No one will ever go on on TV and say, oh, Spurs, they haven't won anything. They'll be the first ones to say that 
Chelsea, they haven't won anything. Arsenal, they haven't won anything. Even even to a certain extent, Manchester United, they haven't won anything. To a, cer- to a certain point. Yeah, Steve Nash on uh, BR Live. Oh, my every God. It makes, it makes me want to puke. It's a stroke session. For it makes me want to puke. It's awful. It's the, it is the mainstream media I forgot that, he's a that Spurs fan, right? will never, ever say anything wrong about Spurs. Steve Nash ever. looks like a Spurs fan. Yeah. A, he's a prick. There's a lot of American Spurs fans, too. Uh, Manchester City 2, Everton 1. Two goals from Gabriel Jesus and, of course, a goal from Richarlison for Everton. Uh, it really just says a lot about the squad depth of Manchester City that they can bench the best striker in the Premier League in Sergio Aguero and say, okay, Gabriel Jesus, all right, there you go. Go, run, do your thing, Sergio go score. Sergio Aguero is like no competition, the best striker in the league. I would say he's no competition, but I would say he's the best striker in the league. That's yeah. what Divock Origi gives him a rough <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. That's Give obviously a, a joke. You know, Give me a break. Oh, uh, any, anything uh, good to say about uh, Man City? Uh, I have nothing good to say about Man City. No. Uh, nope. I wish my team was run by oil tycoons. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I w- we would be uh, much better off. Uh, and finally, uh, Arsenal 2, Manchester United 0. Uh, goals from uh, Nicola Pepe and Socrates. Um, boys, sir, uh, are flying. Uh, anybody want to say anything before... Uh, before I give my uh, yeah my shtick. Yeah, how Good. many games have you won since October? I know it's three. Three. It's okay. Yeah. All right. I was just gonna say, uh, good for you guys. Yeah. You, you, you're expect you're, you're what you're expecting me to say right now is that we should be winning a ton of games. Yeah, maybe we should, but we're not. We've gone through three managers in a span of two months, and we finally have one that's actually working. Arteta, he's saying. All the right things. I'll be the first one to admit when they hired him, I said, Jesus, Jesus, Lord. I was nervous. I was nervous as hell when they hired Mikel Arteta. But he's saying all the right things. He reminds me a lot of Arsene Wenger. Says all the right things in training. He's very, very good on the ball. And what? What's the problem? We're only talking about Premier League soccer so you can get in an Arsenal jerk set. No, not at all. How many games has this man managed? Two. Three. He lost the first one. He's three games into his okay. managerial career. At and I'm, say, I'm saying the early signs that he reminds me of Arsene Wenger. Yeah, you just compared him to Arsene. No. I'm, no. Not. Yeah. Keep I'm going, just, Ed. Keep yeah. going. He, reminds me, he reminds me of Arsene Wenger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what you want me to say. Um, something would you, would you like to, would you, would you two like to give me your impressions of Arsene Becker? Uh I'm just saying you can't compare someone to them in three games. I can. I can. I'm I'm seeing but some things that I saw with Arsene. You shouldn't. I I should. I can. And as an Arsenal fan who has supported this team for the last 12 years, I can go ahead and do so. So what I'm seeing with Arsenal right now is they have a major resemblance to the way that Man City play where they have their midfielders very much involved. They're two wide players that have the freedom to go up and down the pitch, to do what they have to do. The wingbacks contribute to the play. And, I mean, listen, if what Mikel Arteta got from Pep Guardiola is really going to help us in the future, then that's uh, that's good with me. That's really good with me. And going the game, oh, oh, Nicola Pepe, I love you. I love you. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> Presence, blood. Presence. Okay. I'm done. Are you sure? Thank yeah, I'm done. God. Game time. Okay. Uh, we're going to do fill in the blanks. 
Um, I ask you a sentence, and you answer it. Uh, blank are the most overrated team in sports right now. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Houston Rockets. Uh, the Cowboys. Uh, New York Islanders. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, blank will win the NBA Finals. Los Angeles Lakers. Los Angeles Lakers. Los Angeles Clippers. 76ers. Uh, Matt, this is one really aimed for you. Uh, blank will be the next coach of the New York football giants. Mike McCarthy. I said it last week. Should be Mike McCarthy. I'm, I'm going to say Matt Rule. Yeah, I'm going to go with Matt Rule. I'm going to go with Matt Rule. Uh, true or false? Liverpool will win the Premier League unbeaten. I don't want to answer this question. I abstain from answering this question. I'll say true. I hate you. You're so fucking jinx. I'll say false. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, true or false? Tom Brady will be playing on a different NFL team next season. Oh. Ooh. True, uh, and it will be the Indianapolis Colts. False. I say false. Uh, Categorically. Wow. I'm going to go with false. Okay. I just, if I, it were true, it would be the Chargers. Yep. I just don't see him leaving New England. Okay. I just the don't. Char- the Chargers. That's a good one. Why would it be the Chargers when they just got rid of Philip Rivers? Who's uh, Tom because Brady, it's Tom, Tom Brady and they need a draw in their new stadium in L.A. Tom Brady's older than Philip Rivers, though. But it's Tom Brady. I just don't Tom see- Brady's going to get to go where Actually, he wants to go. No, the Chargers suck. As far as like whoa player interaction and shit, I feel like they don't give a shit about that kind of stuff. Am I wrong? They're gonna be in a brand new facility. They're gonna be in a brand new stadium where they're gonna need to sell tickets. Otherwise, it's gonna be the same shit that was going on at StubHub Center. I mean, the Chargers had the situation with Melvin Gordon. Like clearly, they're not fully in, on top of their player relation situations, and I feel like if anyone would do that to their quarterback who has done so well for them, and sign an older quarterback after they. Move on from him. I think you can say the same thing about the Colts, though. They don't sign anybody. They don't sign big names. You They're absolutely can. Value. I agree. So I'd say the I same mean, thing. I'm, no, I'm just, I just I think those are both fitting teams, so I guess it makes sense. I think if he does go anywhere, it would come down to where he wants to go. And I would at least believe Tom Brady would want to go to California and Los Angeles over Indianapolis. Or would he want to win a Super Bowl? Well, what Super, I mean, Bowl, what Super Bowl team is going to say, oh, okay, Tom Brady, come and start for us? You can argue the. Chargers are just as talented as the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Disrespecting, I I, disrespecting Jacoby Brissett. I mean, I, no, think, I think the I think the Chargers are more talented than the Colts. I mean, I mean, I guess fine, but in terms of offensive line, definitely something you'd argue. And no, yeah, Colts, Colts definitely Colts have a better are, offensive line. And you think Tom Brady's gonna get bounced around in his last couple of years? Like, no, no, that's fair. No, I just don't think they just decide. Oh, hey, this is Tom Brady coming Although, in. I, I agree. Yeah. I would love to see Tom Brady and Austin Eckler. I don't know why. I just think that would be hilarious. Tom Brady and Mike Williams. Frank Reich is going to die on the Jacoby Brissett Hill, even if he's the last person on it on God's you green think earth. think so? I don't think Frank he's going to die on it. build the damn hill. He just left with it. Uh, he was at your look retired. He signed him to an extension. No. I'm, he got a fresh extension out of it. So was, <laughs> Frank Reich was blacked out in a bar the night Andrew Luck told him he was retiring. <laughs> Probably. Poor man. That was the craziest. Probably. Uh, True or false? Mookie Betts will be on the Red Sox opening day roster, tying it all up. I am going to say true. He will be on the roster opening day. I'll second that. I'll say true as well. I agree. I'll say true. False. 
Okay, true or false? Tiger Woods will win a major this year. False. 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 True. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> no, I, I think I think he wins the British. Is that gonna be the best sports moment of the next decade? Uh, it might be. True or false? One of Roger Clemens or Barry Bonds will be elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame in 2020. True or false? I fucking hope this is true. I hope both of them get in. I think... I don't disgrace. I get it. They cheated. Big quotations on the word cheated. But we're talking about one of the best pitchers of all time. The best power hitter of all time. Like, they, they deserve to be there. It's plain and simple. I could... Not agree more. And I hope Pete Rose is right behind him. And it is a bit. Uh, oh, that's Pete a that's Rose a conversation for another day. That's yeah. the Rose biggest. Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Is he even up for voting anymore? I don't think he's allowed. He's to banned be. for life still. Yeah, he's banned that's for right. life. That's right. Oh, yeah. so if he ever was on ban though, he'd be. But his voting be would be opened up. Yeah, it would be opened up, and he would be like, voted in no problem. Shit. He'd get like at least ninety eight percent of the votes. I think hands yeah, down. Yeah, I think he would. I think he would. You'd have you'd have three or four people in the media that would say, "But he bet on sports." Not go fuck yourselves. Uh, yeah, true. Only right. in New Jersey. Only in New Jersey, exactly. Oh, that's good. And then the last one, probably the most important one. Blank will win the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions starting on Tuesday. Out of Ken Jennings. James Holtzauer and Brad Rutter. Who do we think is going to win the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions? I'm going with the homie James. Like we see that man, he's a superstar. He just makes the game electric. I mean, if you want to talk about deep sleeper, I mean, we can just tie this into the front of the episode. We could talk about the James Holtzauer, Ken Jennings uh, shit talking that's going on. That is some. High quality shit. I haven't even seen that. Is that happening? Right oh, now? it's happening. Oh, it's very, happening. very much so. Uh, for me, for me, I think the obvious pick is James. I think the one everyone wants to win is Ken Jennings. So it's like, that's oh, considered man. the goat of Jeopardy, pretty much. Did he go exactly. against IBM Machine? Uh, yes. Did he win? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, he won. He beat the IBM Machine? I believe can so. We, can you confirm that? Because that's pretty crazy. If you did uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Brad Rutter. I think Brad Rutter is the one that everyone is counting out. This is Ken Jennings versus James Holtzauer, and Brad Rutter comes out and smokes the competition. I wouldn't. I don't, I don't want to say smokes, but I think Brad Rutter wins this. I'm gonna be surprised if the Jeopardy machines don't fry somehow from the, how fast these guys are all pressing the buttons at the same time. Oh, you you know people are going to be hammering the fucking uh, uh, what does what is, uh, what Trebek, is the signaling device. Oh, That's what Trebek calls it. Yes, the signaling device. Mr. Mayor, who are you taking to win the Jeopardy greatest of all time? Brett battle? doesn't strike me as a real Jeopardy guy. No, I'm not a real Jeopardy guy, but this will be must-watch television. I'm going to take James Holzhauser, however you say it. Holzhauser. James Holzhauser? Holzhauser, yeah, because he's an American gambler. That's what it says. And he, he does he not a have a gambling issue because he is from Las Vegas, Nevada, where gambling is legal. Absolutely. So you could place your bets on the football games on, on Saturday and Sunday if you are in Las Vegas or in New Jersey. Or Costa Rica. Or Costa Rica. Yeah, that's true. Could you, could you bet on the games if you're in Puerto Rico? Uh, it's a territory. It's a territory. So yeah, I, it's a gray probably area. Probably not, because I don't think they're really giving a shit about making betting laws in Puerto Can Rico. Can you bet in yeah. Puerto Rico? Can you place a sports bet in Puerto Rico? You call you call the bookie. Hey, Johnny, <laughs> I need a bet. <laughs> Who's in Newark? 
legal gambling. Legal? Yeah, All right, you can play. You can place bets in Puerto Rico. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think uh, it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, I think I think we're uh, we're done. Well, thank you everyone for listening to episode three of Basement Talk. Uh, it's been fun. Enjoy the games this weekend for my co-hosts Brett Mayer, Tim Brady, our producer Matt Birdsall. I'm Ed Birdsall. We will see you all on Monday. Thank you for coming, guys. Talk to you then. Good night. You could be my black cake mouse tonight. Play stick and carry on the ball tonight. And you don't give a fuck what they all say, right? Austin, Kristen, and Kristen Dior. Damn, they don't make them like this anymore. I ask, cause I'm not sure. Do anybody make real shit anymore? Bow in the presence of greatness. Right now, that has a sickness. You should be honored by my lateness. That I would even show up to the shake shit. So go ahead, go nuts, go ape shit. Especially in my pastel on my face. Who made this new gospel? Homie, take this and take this, haters.